Welcome back, everybody. This is Monica Padilla, and I'm with the Garden Scholars Program podcast, and we are called Unguarded. We're really happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us and staying interested in what we do, being supportive of our podcast. We very much appreciate you, and we're happy to be back again with another episode for you. Um, just before we get into introducing our guests to you, I want to go over a few little updates. First and foremost, I want to ask you to follow us at our social media handles. We are at CSUB Guardians on Instagram. We have a link tree link in our bio for you where we have our updates weekly for you. We have a calendar there. We have links to some podcast information. We have a lot of resources on there for you. So please make sure you check out our link tree because my team works really, really hard at keeping that updated for you. And we're very excited um, about the work that we've done this year. Um, I also want to thank my assistants for being here with me and our special guest because today we have a young man, Drexler Alcantara, who is here with us from Enrollment Management. And you're gonna get to meet him in just a minute. I'll ask him to introduce himself to you. But I do want to remind you all that we have a number of different episodes that have some awesome content, some wonderful guests. So make sure that you're checking out old episodes as well as the most recent ones. For those of you who are super new to our podcast, we are again Cal State University Bakersfield's Guardian Scholars Program, which is a program for former foster youth, as well as displaced university students who are facing homelessness on our campus community. So welcome, and if you know anybody who's in the situation or maybe just wants a cool podcast to listen to and some additional information, please make sure that you forward these to them and send them our way too if they're campus students. Anyhow, Drexler, welcome to our program. We're very happy to have you here today, and I'm gonna invite you to tell us all the things. We wanna know who you are, where you're from, how has quarantine been for you, who are you quarantining with? Do you have dogs? How are you at Cal State? All the things. So I'm gonna let you take it away, introduce yourself to us and tell us who you are. Welcome. All right. Hello everyone. Happy Friday. I'm excited to be here. Um, hi Jojo, hi Ashley, hi Monica. Nice to finally meet you all. Hey. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my name is Drexler Alcantara. I am from Porterville, California. Um, actually, I was born in Porterville, uh, raised in Guam, then mm -hmm. moved to Hawaii, then came back to Porterville. Actually, when I came back to Porterville, I actually grew up in a rural area about 10 miles west of Porterville called Poplar. So shout out Poplar, California. Um, hopefully I'll have some viewers listening My to this. My family is from that area, Drexler. <laughs> yeah. So we have that in common matter fact I was born in Porterville too mm -hmm. however I only lived there for a year and then we moved to Bakersfield but I love Porterville I love the Central Valley in California it's beautiful it's the fruit basket of America in my opinion um wonderful agricultural company and I love that we have that in common so mm -hmm. hey Porterville <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out Porterville here we are 559 Central exactly. Valley exactly <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so um, so education-wise, I graduated from Menachee High School, um, then transferred to Porterville College, got my associates there, uh, then went to Chico State, where I got my bachelor's, and now I'm currently in my last semester at CSUB, 
going for a master's in educational counseling with a concentration in student affairs. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. What brought you so, back to Cal State Bakersfield? What brought you back to our area from Chico? Honestly, it's the only program that I applied for. And I knew I wanted to uh, give back to the Central Valley. And that's because um, when I did transfer, when I moved to Chico, completely culture shock, completely different experience, a right. different vibe. I mean, you're, you're like, Monica, I'm sure you know, you're coming from an agricult agricultural town filled with mm -hmm. cows and, you know, just a bunch of dairies and, and, and fruits and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. When I moved to Chico, it was, I was like, what the heck? What is this? What did I get myself into? Why did I, why did I move up here? And um, what was so, wait, wait, wait. What was so different about it? Tell us about that. It's like there's there's it's the buildings like you see a lot of buildings I was like 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 I said Porterville is a small town right and just going to a different city you see different things like I didn't see I didn't see any more cows I didn't see <laughs> that many fruits I mean like right like you see a big university right you're like like where is the university um and like you just see it just it's just for me it was a culture shock Lots of nature, lots of places to go hiking. Mm -hmm. um, but it was the best two years of my life. And right. yes, it was. it was. I say that with like, from the heart. It was the best two years of my life. And when I when I came back to, to the Valley, I really had a different perspective in life. I mean, I, I, and I really mean that. I really take that to heart because mm -hmm. I, I, I grew up where there was, you know, I, I was surrounded by friends where um, there was no growth. Everyone was stagnant. Right. And um, it really, you know, changed my view, my, my worldview. And, um, and that's the reason why, I, you know, I wanted to come back to TSUB in hopes to, you know, inspire others, um, empower students like you all, like, you know, Jojo and Ashley. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, you know, my hope is that it, it reciprocates. Like, I want to inspire you, Jojo and Ashley, and I hope you, you inspire future generations. So that's the reason, that's one of the reasons why I came back to, um, to the Valley. Okay, so let me take you just on a little, little field trip here. We have to know, how was it growing up for at least part of your childhood in Hawaii? Please tell us, because I visited, <laughs> but I have dreamt about spending no. time in Hawaii so tell us the real thing like how is island life okay so to be honest with you I was there the reason why I moved to Hawaii was because my dad was in the military uh he was in the navy and he got stationed in um Honolulu yes. so I lived in Hawaii uh, Honolulu for about uh four years I actually mm -hmm. went to school there from kindergarten to fourth grade okay so from what I remembered um in an island and um when we talk about traffic right you think la traffic's pretty bad right but when you're living in an island um and you're trying to get from point a to point b yeah it's like i kid you not i know jojo you said you're from the south central la uh -huh. south la um it's like maybe two times worse than la i kid you not like because just imagine um you know, everyone, you know, going to work at eight o'clock, 
Right. And everyone just taking the same freeway. Right. To, to get to work. And it's so, jam-packed and you're, you're, yeah, it's jam-packed and you're waiting there like forever. Um, yeah. But the, I don't, how do I say this? Um, Cause I don't remember much, but what I can say is that it, it surrounded by waters for sure. Um, lots of uh, pineapples. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the dull, the dull plantations there. Yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. have this big, this big swap meet at the Aloha Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, lots of cool, cool gear to buy. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's a different um, environment for sure. Uh, different culture, but I don't really remember much. But I know I just know that I was a troublemaker in um, <laughs> when I was uh, going to school in Hawaii. Was, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I was good. I, I was. Go, I was. I would always get sent to the principal's office for doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I had a question for you. Go ahead, Jojo. Yes. Um, you mentioned that you got your associates, and then you got your bachelor's. My, right? yes. What did you get your associates and bachelor's in? You didn't say. So, so yes. So I got my associates in administration of justice. Okay. And I got my bachelor's of arts in social science. And it's not the social science. When you think of social science, you think of like history, right? Or like government. Mm -hmm. So in in Chico, they had these constant, they call them concentrations. Mm -hmm. And so my primary concentration was career and life planning. And my secondary concentration was in psychology. Nice. I am. Yeah. I'm a psych maker. Yeah. And I graduated a semester too with my bachelor's mm-hmm. in psych. So we don't have some wow. stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay, before we move on, Drexler, tell us a little bit about how the quarantine was for you. Where did you stay in place? Um, who were you quarantining with? How are you doing during that time? <sighs> okay, yeah, so uh, what was it? Last year of March, that's when um, you shut down. All CSU yeah. shut down. Yes. And it was really, really, really difficult. Right. Um, I was having a good time my first year in grad school, having the best time actually, getting to know people, networking with people on campus. And, you know, I actually um, landed a job as a, um, a grad, I, I'm, I was actually a graduate assistant mm-hmm. advisor slash advisor for the Department of Kinesiology and within collaborating with the SSC Advising Center as well. I mean, I was just, you know, learning, get, you know, getting some experience in, getting some advising experience, getting to know students, connecting with them and, you know, why they choose, why they chose to be a kinesiology major and stuff like that. Right. And then when the, when, um, you know, the pandemic hit, um, I, I honestly, like, felt shocked. Like, I had, I don't know how, to, I didn't know how to feel just because, like, like, how, how am I going to, um, like, what am I going to do now? Like, right. okay, so we're, we're going to go to school online. Am I going to have a job? Like, it was, it was, everything was uncertain. Mm-hmm. And being the people person that I am, I really, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was just, like, lost, lost for words. Right. Um, you know, I called my friends. I'm like, hey, I don't know what's going to go. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how how I feel right now. I I just needed to talk to someone 
the the day that we that I found out that yeah we're going we're fully going online or we're fully going virtual, right. I was I was sad. I was really sad. Um, we had a a lot of social events um, planned, um, and and for that to be just to be gone, it it just it sucked. Mm-hmm. It really sucked to be honest. And then so um, so I had to move back to uh, to Porterville. I was living in Bakersfield. Um, had to move back. There was no point of me paying rent if everything was going to be online. So I told my parents, hey, I'm going to come back, save some money, and uh, just do everything online. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you guys, you know, grad- graduate school is, is, is different from undergrad. Um, there's, for me, there was a lot, there's a lot more pressure. There's more projects. And it, it, it's on you. You know, it's on you. Um, so I had a hard time with some of the classes that, that I was taking. Um, I I had no motivation. Like the online thing is not for me. Um, I'm an, yeah, I'm a, uh, in-class learner for sure. Visual learner. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so that happened and, you know, eventually I, we, I did pass all my classes. Um, but I, I felt like, I didn't learn anything those those last two like those last two to three months um, when we had um, when we had transitioning virtually it was just more like okay listen to the lecture turn in your assignments you're done um, yeah that that happened that was, that was really tough for me just because like I had a lot of things planned and for that to be taken away it, it was really hard for me to be honest with you guys it was like. I I had I gone emotional because like man I I pro- I don't know when the next time I'm gonna see my my friends because we were we we're really close and shout out to my cohort I know they're gonna be uh, hearing this I told them about it so um, expect for more uh, more viewers or subscribers awesome so, yeah they're awesome. really great Thank people you. but um, right now um, yeah I've been quarantined I do have five puppies oh um, my gosh what yeah. kind <laughs> uh, they're all chihuahuas. Aww. Yeah, so I have um, one of them. Ch- um, one of them's name is Chanclas, like <laughs> Chanclas. <laughs> it was Chanclas, Ch- Churro, um, Chloe, Arlo, and Tiki. Oh, my oh yeah, gosh. so yeah. Great. I've been I've been stuck with those with those guys. Um, two of my younger sisters and my mom and dad. Wow. Well, what a great group to be yeah. with. Five puppies mm-hmm. and your family. I mean, they'll be like, you know, right. lots of company. But thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for mm-hmm. being so open about what your experience has been and you mm-hmm. know, the challenges that you had in your distance learning. I know that we have all felt that. And I know that many, many students have gone through exactly what you just explained. And that we've, we've been just discussing the highs and the lows of all of this for Mm -hmm. about a year now. And that's exactly why we started our podcast because we needed an outlet and we wanted a creative way to start to reach out to our students. And some of it was too, just because we needed to be able to express ourselves and to connect with other people. So I love that you share that with us. Um, So thank you. We appreciate you being so open with us. So Mm -hmm. um, Drexler, I am now going to hand you over to one of my co-hosts, Jojo, who I'll let her introduce herself really quickly. And then she has a couple questions for you and then we'll kick it over to Ashley. So Jojo, take it away. I don't know if I can do it really quick, but I'll try. 
You don't have to be quiet. Everybody is we have all, all night here. We're fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Hey, everybody. It's me, JoJo, back again. Um, thank you guys for listening and tuning in with us. And be on the lookout. I'll be graduating this semester, guys. Hey, shout out class of 2021. <laughs> all right. So I have some questions. I'm about to get all up in your business, Drexler. So get ready. <laughs> But so you mentioned that you're here at CSUB studying your master's program. But what else are you a part of? Give me some what, input on that. What department are you part of? For sure. Yeah. So I am part of the Office of Enrollment Management. Um, my official title is a graduate student leader. I've been with them since uh, the beginning of October 2020. Okay. Yes. Um, so what I what I what I do, what my role is, is that so the Office of Enrollment Management, they oversee about, I think, 13 units or departments. Right. Right. And Dr. Cantrell, the AVP of um, Enrollment Management, he assigned me. He has been assigning me to um, the Office of Admissions, currently working with University Outreach. And in about I think after spring break, I'll have the opportunity to work with EOP um, with the Summer Bridge program. Nice. Yeah. You're excited for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a part of uh, an organization, uh, organization club called Educational Counseling Association. Basically, um, first year cohort of the, uh, those, uh, those that are studying, you know, what I'm studying, educational counseling, and the second year cohort, we all you know, we're, on, we're in this club trying to host professional events, professional workshops, professional training. So I'm actually the social chair for that. So I do all the social events. I try to, um, you know, create some social events through Zoom. So, yeah. We're always up for social events and we're really open mm -hmm. to invitation. So, you know, next time we'll <laughs> 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 we think we're fun people, you can forward us the email. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Okay, I'll leave you alone now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So also, I know enrollment management, like you mentioned, is pretty wide. It's about 13, like you said, departments. But for our scholars, how would enrollment management and the content that you guys produce and what you guys help with, how would that help our scholars? Um. Well, shout out to the uh, to all your scholars that are listening to this podcast right now. Um. So. So when I see enrollment management, I look at their mission. So their mission is to, you know, enroll students, you know, um, have them, uh, retain them, have them persist and have them graduate. And I think that the Guardians, the Guardian Scholars Program is a, um, is an exceptional program for those that are wanting, uh, who have the desire to pursue a uh, higher education. And I think the enrollment management as a, as a, as a whole, we're here to support that. We're, we're here to support all the scholars or, you know, the different uh, variety of student population. And we're here to support them and do whatever we can for them to, you know, reach their goals, reach their educational career or personal goals. So yeah. I think that, um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, sorry. <laughs> But I know as a freshman, when I was a freshman, if I would have heard the word enrollment management, I would have been 
a little intimidated by that word. So mm-hmm. I know just given that information that you just said now made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I know for our scholars, they're like enrollment management. I don't want to go there, but <laughs> they don't know all the things that you guys have to offer with admissions and different things like that. So definitely yeah. thank you for sharing that information. And I think it's that management word that, that exactly. gets the students uh, intimidated. Exactly. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. So I feel you. I feel you there, jo- Jojo. Exactly. I think, we're, I think we're boring and we are so not <laughs> boring. We're like innovators and yeah. fabrics and what we do. So but we're thank the life you. of the party. Exactly. I love <laughs> Exactly. Sure. management, they give that, that support. Because a lot of people that I didn't get a chance to network with that I got in contact with through Monica. And it's been it's been great, honestly. Like yeah, yeah, I've been able to meet a lot of people, get a lot of things done, and get some information that I never knew of before. So enrollment management definitely have a lot to offer. For sure. We're here to serve students. Absolutely. For sure. All right. So next we have our other student assistant, Ashley who's gonna be joining us. And she has a few points to go over with Drexler as well. So Ashley, who are you? Thanks for being back and take it away. Hey everybody, it's Ashley T here. Um, I'm a guardian scholar as well as a student assistant for the GSP program. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a human biology major. And ultimately my goal is to become a nurse as well as obtain my human biology degree. So I just love helping people and just talking to people and socializing. And that's why I want to go into that career. And I just love helping people get to a better state than they're at and helping them recover from things. So that's me in a nutshell. But for now, I'm here recording. And thank you for listening again. And I wanted to start off the questions with, can you restate what is your position? And like, how did you get to this position? Yeah, thank you, Ashley, and um, can't wait to see you be a nurse. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm rooting. Yeah, I'm rooting for you for sure. So my position is a um, my official title is a graduate student leader with the Office of Enrollment Management. And you said, how did I get that position? Or is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So prior to for me, uh, prior to getting that position, like I said, I, I was working with the um, kinesiology, kinesiology department. I was working with, I was mm-hmm. with them for about a year and a half. And then um, December, 2020, yeah, the, the end of the fall semester, um, they had told me that they are, they're going to have a budget cut. I'm like, oh man, I, you know, I'm like, dang, that, that really like, oh, that, that sucked my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was concerned. I'm like, okay, so how am I going to, you know, how am I going to pay like my bills? Like, how am I going to put food on the table and stuff like that? And I was, I was, you know, in my head, I was just like, oh, what am I going to do now? Like, I got to find another position. I mean, I love my job and everything. I mean, I love what I did, but now, you know, in all honesty, I, I got to make money somehow. And mm-hmm. so I was looking through Handshake, you know, just scrolling around and I saw um, Office of Enrollment Management. And at the time, I had no clue what that was. And like you, Jojo, you said that I, you were intimidated. I was like, I was intimidated too, like management. Like, oh, I don't know if I could be doing HR stuff, right? So I went on the job description and it talked about, you know, um, 
connecting with other um, with other departments, you know, serving in uh, committees, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, attending meetings with other professionals. I'm like, okay, this is the career I want to get get into. So why not? So I, I applied for the position, um, and then a week later, actually a couple days later, um, I got a call from uh, the uh, enrollment management assistant, Christina Lopez. Shout out Christina Lopez. I know you're hearing this. Are you about to hear this too? <laughs> um, so yeah, so she had called me, hey, are you interested in, uh, you know, uh, having, uh, we're going to put you an interview. I'm like, oh, really? So I'm like, yeah, why not? So um, a week after I had an interview with Dr. Cantrell and Christina, mm-hmm. and it was not an interview. It wasn't an interview. It was more of a conversation like we're having now. It was, it, that's Dr. I don't know. Yeah, you guys met Dr. Control, but Dr. Control made yeah. it so that the conversation so smooth and organic and authentic. And it's like, whoa, this is a, this is what I want to do. So I was, you know, giving him my experience and like what I want to do in life, my career goals and whatnot. And he's like, oh, okay, we'll we'll give you we'll give you a call back um, once we once we uh, interview, you know, the other applicants. And I was like, mm-hmm. other applicants. I was like there's there's other people that applied <laughs> and I was like dang it so I was in the bubble I'm like dude if I don't get this job I ain't gonna get paid so mm-hmm. I had to wait for like two weeks and I'm, I'm a very impatient person and so I had emailed um Christina I was like hey you know I just wanted to follow up how's everything going I just want to know that uh this is this is what I want to do and I want to get more experience and why not and so um she had responded, she had emailed me back and said, oh, sorry, there's a delay, whatever. And um, I think I had to wait three weeks and I got the call. Um, Christina called me um, and I don't know what I was doing, but I think I was playing basketball or something. And I got the call, <laughs> like, hey, we're here to offer you the job, the position. And I was going nuts. I was just <laughs> like, yes, I'm gonna get paid. I'm gonna meet new people. <laughs> Like I'm gonna I'm gonna work for a new department, and yeah, now, I mean I'm having I mean it's not the experience like you know the whole virtual thing, but you know I'm trying to make the, the most out of my my last semester here. So yeah, that's how I got the position and and um, had the best. You know what's really interesting well, about that Drexler is you're mentioning that you got it during the quarantine. And I have yeah. only worked in person with one of my student assistants. The other two I hired virtually because mm-hmm. I had a couple drop out when they just realized that this kind of work wasn't for them. And I was really looking for people who could work virtually, who could be creative, who are self-motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really lucky to come upon the people who I work with now, but I get it. It's, it's a new it's a new way of applying for positions. It's a new way for hiring for positions mm-hmm. and working with people because we're not working in person right now. So to be able to right. maneuver through that is really, really impressive. Um, right. Yeah, for you all, for sure. So for congratulations sure, yeah. on that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It, and yeah. what you said about the interview just being like a conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, because I feel like when you were interviewing people, you want to be able to just be around them and have a conversation and you want that to move and flow easily. And if it doesn't, sometimes that reflects in the work, right? 
So I think that's a really great start that you had for your position with enrollment management in Dr. Cantrell's office. So congratulations. Right. Yeah. I wanted to comment on what you said earlier because I really liked how you said that you want to encourage students to grow. And you said that Chico was the best two years of your life, if I'm not mistaken. And like you want to encourage students to like get out of their comfort zone or do something or have an experience. I was wondering, how did you tie that into your everyday job with your position? Like, did that conversation just come up or did you start it? And also, like, how do you have that conversation now virtually? Is it a little bit harder? Like, do you get as much input from students? No, yeah. So, so I've always been the type that that's like down for whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, like down, try new things, you know, experience new things, try new food and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. um, when I went to Chico, you know, it, it, it was definitely a, a campus community. It was a definitely a college town. And mm -hmm. um, like I said before, like, the first, no, I, let me go back. So when I transferred to Chico, um, I didn't know if I wanted to go. The program that I applied to, the undergrad, it was either you could go physically on campus or you could do everything online. And I was like, I was just, it, I had a dilemma, you know, it's like I could work part-time and do my stuff online. Mm -hmm. And like, why not do that? Like I'm making money and, you know, going for my bachelor's degree at the same time. And then... I came across uh, my mentor. With, uh, he was uh, the vice principal at a local elementary school that I used to work for. And he said, and he told me, he told me this, I still remember. Um, he's like, Drexler, why, why don't you go live the college experience? Like, you could always come back to, to your hometown. Right. And that really flipped the switch. And I'm like, well, his name's, uh, I call him Mr. Garcia. Like, Mr. Garcia, but, like, I don't want to leave my family. Like, I, I was scared to move to a different city. Because, I like, I, although I've been to, you know, Guam and Hawaii, I never moved to a, a, another city by myself. Right. But then he mm -hmm. said, like, well, how, how are you ever going to know what the college experience is like if you don't go, if you don't try it? And I thought about that for a week. And I was like, you know what? he's right so yeah. I accept I actually accept I admitted I um the intent to enrollment I, I was like I'm gonna take in-person in-person classes and so I made the move I made the jump to from Portoville to Chico and the first couple of weeks when I when I uh, moved up there I was really overwhelmed missed my family you know I was homesick and like I said you know from a small town to a large town it was a culture shock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had um, the first two weeks. Um, you know, I, I was still in shock. You know, just just the class sizes, right? From a community college to university, it's completely different. You know, big buildings. Yeah. You're seeing thousands and thousands of students from different backgrounds. I mean, ethnicity and all that stuff. It, it was just a culture shock, um, and I had imposter syndrome. Um, you know, in, in, in some of my classes, you know, students were using big words and, and I, I was looking at the syllabus. I'm like, 
we got to do all these research papers. Like I've never done that much research papers before and these projects. And like, do I, yeah. like, I felt, I felt like, do I belong here? Like, what am I doing? Like, I want to go back home. And then after those two weeks, I did, uh, I did a self-reflection. Um, and I think I encourage, like, I think everyone should do a self-reflection. I mean, step back, you know, get away from, from the, from, from the internet, go for, mm -hmm. go for a drive or go for a hike and just self-reflect and ask yourself, like, am I, am I making progress? Am I growing? Am I doing things that's going to benefit me in the future? And then, so I told myself during that time, I think I went, um, I think I went for a drive somewhere. I don't know where, but I went for a drive by myself. And I, and I still remember what my mentor told me, Mr. Garcia, you know, I have two years direct to make the most out of my college experience. Mm -hmm. And after that, after that, after that reflection, the next week, the following week, I did, I did as much as I could. Um, meaning that I joined different clubs and organizations. Um, I was actually a program coordinator from, or for a nonprofit um, volunteer organization called CAVE. I was the publicity oh. chair for um, the Filipino American Student Organization. I was, um, you know, volunteering, volunteering within the campus community. Um, I did the, uh, volunteered for the Boys and Girls Club did intermodal sports, just attended so many social events, experiencing different cultures, you know, the, the trying different food, you know, actually wearing mm -hmm. the, the, the attire that they had, you know, doing their dances. I think my greatest, one of the most memorable experience I had, and I kid you not, was, um, was uh, it was called Alternative Spring Break. I don't know if they have it at CSUB, but they have this, um, they have this like thing called alternative spring break where I had the opportunity to actually go to Portland, Oregon and did some oh, volunteer wow. projects. Yeah. So, awesome. oh man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, we, we, it was about like maybe I would say 12 of us that went. So all of us that the, the whole week of spring break, we actually um, went to, went to uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. I still remember, man, it was a good time. It was a great time. Uh, we actually, um, uh, you know, fed the, the homeless people. We actually, um, you know, organized books for kids that didn't have access to books. Um, what else did we do? We gave haircuts to, to just random people. And, and you know, when I, when I, I love to volunteer, I love to volunteer. And, and the reason why is just because it feels, it, I don't know, it just feels good to, to give back to the community. You know, whether you're in Bakersfield, yeah. Porterville, another another city, it just feels good to give back. And I think that really helps me spiritually too. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I get to give back. It's, it's awesome. It's cool. Careful, um, because I'm about to recruit you for some volunteer <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, I'm all, yeah, all I'm right. all about volunteering. Good, good. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to tell you, Guardian, before the pandemic hit, we actually had a really, really strong presence in our community as volunteer, as like a volunteer program mm -hmm. as well with our students. And so I love that you're saying that because it's really at the heart of Guardian also is to give back to the community. And so mm -hmm. we will 
definitely be reminding you. I'm going to yeah, say, sure. podcast <laughs> and say, Doug Drexler, remember when you said this to us? Okay. Uh, yeah, volunteer pretty. work. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. I also love volunteering. So that's amazing to hear. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. a really, really great. Thank you for the response to that question. It's like so comforting for students to hear like the realness of the culture shock and everything. But it's mm -hmm. also comforting to know that you got through it and like you experienced so many amazing things because of that. Um, so I think that's yeah. like a great reminder for us to hear pretty often. Um, yeah. I want to transition back to your position now. So what is like the most common question that students come to you with? So the most, well, okay, so I've been with admissions and outreach. And I think the most common questions when I, when I um, have conversations with students is, what is your experience like? You know, like, for mm -hmm. me, I like, to, I, I like to keep it real. I like to be transparent. I mean, like, I think that's what students want to hear, right? Transparency, keeping everything, yeah. like what they say now, keeping everything 100 um but no like I <laughs> like I mean yeah we appreciate that <laughs> no academics is one thing okay I could talk to you about you know these are the classes you need to take this is what you got to do you got to submit mm -hmm. all the requirements but like one thing mm -hmm. like like you know my experience like I want someone to tell me like okay what's the experience like like what can I expect from you know from college you know from high school from, from being in high school to, to come to a, a public university, oh, it's a change. Like I said, even from a community college, it's, it's a change. I mean, it's not easy, college ain't easy. It's no a walk in the park. But I think students, they need to hear it like, you know, from another student and their experience. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I think. That's what, this is why I'm in, this is why I'm in the position I am today. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, in Chico, I didn't, I know, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I was a peer mentor and a tutor, and yeah, we talked about, you know, okay, this is how you write, you know, APA format, all that stuff. This is how you write a paper, but at the end of the day, for me, um, my personality, like, okay, let's talk life outside of the classroom. What's really going on with you? And and for and for 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 my my um, my past students to say hey thank you Drek, for everything that you do for 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 being there for me and stuff like that that mm -hmm. that 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 feeling really cemented my passion for helping students and and this is why this is the career I want to get into I'm like yo I could talk to students and get paid for this why not you know <laughs> it, it's 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 an awesome feeling yeah. like I don't know, Monica, I'm sure you know how it feels. It's very rewarding. I mean, yes, there's a lot of work to do, but at the end of the day, um, my ultimate goal as a, as a future professional or whatever is to prepare students to be responsible, independent, you know, adults and be produ productive citizens in this ever-changing society. Nice. But yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Honestly, Drexler, like, I feel like just hearing you talk, cause I'm right behind you. I'm coming, I'm yeah. coming close. <laughs> but it's, it's sure. good to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. For myself, and I know a lot of our scholars, we hear a lot, oh, you can do this and you can get it done and right. all of 
like I overcame an obstacle, but what obstacle did you overcome? I want yeah. to know yeah. that you fell off a little bit and then you were able to pick yourself back up or right. life mm-hmm. actually hit you during quarantine, but you bounced back through it. And hearing your story, yeah. life did hit you. You shut down yeah. and you didn't know exactly what was going on. Everything was uncertain to you. And uh, for myself, Monica, Ashley, and majority of our scholars mm-hmm. been there. We talked about it and knowing that you have, you've been to a junior college, you've been to an actual university, you stepped out of your comfort zone and came somewhere where you've never been before with no family. Like that's, that's my story as well. Like I'm from South Central. I came out here completely started over. Monica knows I have one, one friend when I came out here and majority Mm -hmm. of all my friends now are the people that I work with, but I came over and I started something completely new. I'm not, I wasn't used to it. It was a complete culture shock because where I grew up, Mm -hmm. it was a lot of, you know, black people, African-American people. And then when I came to Bakersfield, I didn't see a lot of black people at all. And where I work now is literally three black people and I'm included in that three where I work at the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not because, you know, any racial stuff or nothing like that, but it's just the way it is. It's something new. And just hearing your story, you, I'm pretty sure you inspired a lot of people. I know yeah. you inspired me. Yeah. yeah. So no, you. no, for and sure. Yeah. You made a lot of us, I'm pretty sure once we hear or listen <laughs> back to this, a lot of, a lot of our scholars will feel more comfortable and they'll mm-hmm. know that is to way out of quarantine because when we first started quarantine a lot of us didn't know what to do and we're still trying to figure it out and you your story is pretty much just showing us that it's a way and you can yeah, really yeah. your student as well and a lot of our students want to talk to other students right. and know their story versus you know talking to monica who's a higher up and you know what I mean? We're easier to relate to. No, for sure. Don't for laugh, sure. Monica. You relate to me? Huh? I can. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I can. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, listen. I want to kind of spin this conversation for one second. Um, and I want to talk about something, Drexler, that you mentioned earlier. And you said that you at one point in your education felt like you had imposter syndrome which I think that would be a wonderful podcast topic, Jordan, if you're listening, but I want to just find that really quickly. And then I want to ask you a question about it because imposter syndrome is, and this is not my definition, but it's basically doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud in a certain situation, right? Like you don't belong there, or maybe it was an accident that you're there. And so I want to ask you and Jojo and Ashley to just quickly Give us some advice that we you would give a student if they said, I feel like this is a mistake, like I'm a fraud and I don't belong here. I feel like an imposter. What would you just really quickly, all three of you, tell a student if they felt like that? Because I guarantee many students, possibly the majority of students on campus have felt this way at some point in an, or another. So tell us what you would, what advice you would give to them. Oh, for me, okay, so for me, when you, when, when I, when I hear the word imposter syndrome and how I felt that, you know, I, I immediately felt like the underdog and 
being an under like i love being the underdog right there's some there's some added fuel to the fire that means you got to work harder than others you know you gotta you gotta be self-motivated and you know and and be consistent and have some self-discipline and i and i emphasize have some self-discipline and and you know how i said that um you know transferring to uh from porterville to to moving to another city um i didn't really see uh see uh, that many filipinos or people of color um and that's 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 one of the reasons why i felt imposter syndrome too but i just want to encourage you know you you're the underdog and you know you do you like block out the noise block out the noise focus on you stay self-disciplined and you'll be all right and I truly mean that, like, block out the noise. Who cares what other people think? You know, like, remind yourself, who are you doing this for? You know, what's your purpose? Like, why did you start, you know, why did you start pursuing, like, you need to constantly remind yourself, why did you start to pursue a higher education? Are you doing this for your family? You know, are, are you, you know, doing it for the betterment of yourself? I mean, you, you gotta have that constant reminder every day whenever you're feeling down and you know I still like as a graduate student you know I still feel you know like as an imposter because like you know uh, I'm going into these meetings with like you know uh college leaders and I'm like oh man I don't know what they're talking like I don't know necessarily what they're what they're talking about or what they're discussing and like they're using these big terms like oh my god but you know at the end of the day I'm we're lifelong learners um and I, yeah we're lifelong learners yeah. and you know you just got to be yourself be yourself um and challenge yourself you know like and i think that that, that the, my mentor he he actually um i know i mentioned that he uh he actually told me about the whole you know go to college and the college experience he actually um i don't know another way to say it but he checked me like he put me in my place he's like dress get your stuff together and you know take care of your stuff and go live your life nice and it's, yeah yeah so I think just you know having that self-discipline and just being you blocking out the noise ignoring what other people think and it doesn't matter it do, that don't matter you matter so that's awesome. my advice thank you Drexler that's powerful advice thank you Jojo what would you say about imposter syndrome to I can go after him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't compete with that. But honestly, <laughs> I felt like I've been an imposter my whole college career. Mm-hmm. Um, being that I am a first generation college student, I right. am the first in my family to receive a high school diploma. Um, so I have a lot of pressure on my shoulders. And the only I've as you can see, I'm a senior now, graduating senior. And the only thing that honestly got me through it was remembering why I was there. And sometimes I'm not gonna lie, I faked it till I made it, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, for those yeah. who don't know, is like Dexter uh, mentioned before, a lot of people use big words and I'm a graduating senior and I don't use big words. Unless I'm writing a paper, I keep it simple, straight to the point, and that's what it is. Um, But during certain presentations, um, I do use my academics. 
Um, some of the words I would never say in real life, but I put them in my paper because it sounds better. So I will fake it till I made it. But I understood the terms, but that's not how I talk on a daily basis. So more, more than likely in person, I kept it real. And then behind paper, I faked it till I made it. So it got but me through. You're here, but you're here, Jojo. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Jojo. Ashley, give me some imposter syndrome advice for students. Honestly, I'm one of the students that has imposter syndrome. So <laughs> take Jojo and Drexler's advice. And I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm just going to say that everything happens for a reason. And if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, just reassess why you're here, like Drexler said, and celebrate your previous successes. And don't beat yourself up, because if you beat yourself up, you're just going to be on this downward spiral, which I have been down, by the way. So celebrate your successes, and you build yourself up, and you're going to see your career and your grades build up with it. So I just hope that you can get a better mindset and we're always here to help and everything and yeah awesome thank you Ashley and I'm going to give a little bit of advice because I'm much older than you all and have been in higher education <laughs> for much longer so I'll say this to you guys who are with me on this podcast and who are listening every step of your education you earned your way there no matter where it was you earned your way in just like everybody else in that classroom at that table on the board, panels, wherever you are, and have confidence in that and have faith in yourself and be willing to learn. Being there doesn't mean you know it all. Being there means you're open to learning, you're open to change, you're open to feedback, to constructive criticism, and take that for what it's worth and keep it moving. That's it. Like you earned your way there. And that is what I told myself every level of education and every level of my career was I earned this and I'm here for a reason. So just keep it moving and do do you, be you. That's the best advice I can give anybody. All right, so Drexler, we wrap up our podcast in a couple of different ways. And um, we do two things. We have a tip or pick of the week that we share, which is basically just whatever we're into, whatever we're loving, it can be anything, a program, a movie, a product, anything at all. And then we do some rapid fire questions with you. So we're going to go through our tips and picks of the week first. We'll keep it quick. And Jojo, I'm going to let you go first. Your tip or pick of the week. My tip of the week would be to celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how big or how small. With everything that's been going on in the world, we have to forget, remember the positives and the milestones that we're reaching every day. So right. if that's being on social media for a little while, eating a piece of cake that you know you're not supposed to have, whatever, celebrate your accomplishments, no matter how big or how small they are, because it's going to make you feel good. And you did a good job in the beginning for just getting it done. So appreciate and celebrate you. That's I will my, have the whole yeah. cake, and I will I like not, that one. not apologize for the whole cake. Well, I want Steve's cake from yesterday. <laughs> I was thinking of that. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Ashley, tip or pick of the week? Okay, I have two. Um, okay, my pick 
is Dollar Tree. If you've been feeling crafty, Dollar Tree has a lot of stuff right now, like paint and wood to paint and like paper. I've been making like all kinds of crafts and just getting so creative. So that that would be a pick. A tip would also be like Joe just said, I went on a social media cleanse for a week. I just didn't get on Instagram unless it was for work, of course, sending Instagram posts to our, our GSP real quick. But I did a social media cleanse from Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for a whole week, and it just made me feel so much better. So if you have to log off for a week, do so. You'll feel better in the end. Great. Great tips. Thank you, Ashley. Drexler, any tips or picks of the week? I think I got a few tips um, for all you uh, listeners out there. Um, <laughs> so you want to establish your priorities in your life. You want to surround yourself with like-minded people. You want to set a daily routine and you want to take care of yourself before you take care of others. And I think um, if you can do that, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. I promise you that. Absolutely. Well said. Sir, I don't even want to follow that because mine is because <laughs> I am the mom. Well, I am one of the moms in the group. Excuse me, Jojo. I will give you guys some just student friendly reminders. Hydrate man, come on, like 100 ounces of water a day. Your brain needs it. Your body needs it. Your blood needs it. Your mood needs it. It does such marvelous work for all of the systems of your body and of your brain. So please hydrate. Thank you. Joe just flashing her water at me. Exactly. 100 ounces. Get up. Just pack a good 20, 30 ounces first thing in the morning. And then as you go, maybe two, three, four times throughout your day, but it's super, super important and move. One of the things mm-hmm. that I started doing is I'm at, that I'm doing is I'm moving twice a day and we are home. Actually, we're working from home. So I found that I'm becoming stagnant. And so I'm making sure that I do intentional movement throughout my day to make sure that I'm moving my body. Cause again, it helps with everything, information mm-hmm. retention, um, mood elevation, all of those things. So make sure that you are hydrating and moving, guys. Whoever's listening, hydrate, move every day. Super important. Um, anyway, okay. Thank you for the tips and tricks of the week. And Drexler, are you ready for your fire questions? Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. You can keep these answers as short or inclusive as you want. Totally up to you. They are not just yes, no, one thing or the other. Some of them are, but some aren't. So first one is, when you're not working, how do you spend your time? Going to the gym or playing sports. Awesome. What are you reading currently? I am currently reading um, one of my books for one of my courses. Um, it's group counseling. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What's the first concert you attended? Ooh, first concert. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't a concert. It was more like a, like a rave. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think I ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. an answer. What's your favorite book? Favorite book. Um, it, it's called Irresistible. Got it. Irresistible. Author? Do you have an author for us? Yes, I do. Uh, his name is Adam Alter. Talks about social media and how uh this this generation is so attached to social media it's a really good book i think i I would encourage you guys to read it interesting okay thank you for sharing that i think i will seriously what's your favorite Mm -hmm. word my favorite word 
Let's do it. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite three first words. Song. That's that wasn't even a word. That was like three words. It's a phrase. It's okay. Favorite phrase. Yeah. It's show. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. What's your first job? My first job, I was a cashier at a local uh, grocery store. Which one? Town and Country Market. Got it. Yes. Okay. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up in 2021? One thing I'm excited about, knowing where I'll end up. I mean, it, it's uncertain right now, but I'm excited for the future. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm staying optimistic. I'm hoping to land a job at CSUB. <laughs> Awesome. Last question. What is your most used emoji? Uh, the, the crying laughing face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for sure okay. that one. Great. Well, team Jojo, Ashley, Drexler, thank you guys so much for joining us today. This was a really fun podcast. We appreciated you having um, the time to join us, Drexler. I know you really put some time and energy into preparing to be here with us. And we certainly, certainly appreciate it. You were a joy to have on, right? Right, co-hosts? Yes, I really enjoyed it. Great episode. Okay, so my final thoughts for our audience is um, please follow us on social media, CSUB Guardians. You can find us there. We are unguarded on Spotify. If you like us, share us. Um, make sure you're keeping up to date with all of our program changes. April's going to be a really exciting, busy month for us. We have lots of workshops coming up, lots of content being developed for you. Remember every last Thursday of the month, we have kitchen party with guardian scholars in my kitchen with my co-hosts there with me. And we're trying to provide recipes and foods that are really no cook, no bake as much as we can make them. And it's just a fun time for us to get together. So make sure that you're looking um, for the updates for that and for all of the announcements. But other than that, thank you for joining us on Unguarded. We appreciate you. Keep listening, keep sharing us. And thank you for taking the time to support our little program. We really appreciate it. And thanks to all my co-hosts. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.